0: I'm Annabelle Prokope and a couple years ago, I stepped into the world of a young climate activist and I haven't looked back. I believe in creating powerful and measurable change while thinking deeper about the topics you're fighting for. In the two years I've been growing and learning as an activist, I've become deeply passionate about sharing my insights and experiences to help other young people to take the risk and gain the confidence to do the same. These are the insights and the conversations to shift your mindset and take on the world. This is the On Strike with Insight podcast. All right, we did it. We mobilized across the country. We phone banked for hours. We talked to our family, our friends, our neighbors. We campaigned all across social media. And we did it we defeated Donald Trump. He'll be packing his bags and leaving. And here's where it gets even more exciting. As soon as he closes that last door behind him, a million other doors will open up. And it's up to us, the people, the organizers, the students, the adults, to make sure that they don't close again. And that means in the simplest of terms that we simply cannot be complacent. It's so easy to see this victory as the victory that ended the fight. But how I see it, this victory did not disable the system that elected the man who closed all the doors to be elected in the first place. The same system that gave him millions and millions of votes even after the fact. This victory did not ensure that we will achieve our goals. This victory only gave us a new beginning, a fresh chance and an opportunity to see the changes that we demand. And it's up to us, it's up to us to decide how we want our second chance to play out. January 20th is not when you get to go back to brunch. January 20th? And all the time until then is when you decide that you're going to get involved. We have work to do. And if you're ready to take on the challenge, then this episode is for you. Some of the things that I'm about to talk about in this episode may be difficult to hear. But that's what makes you, as a listener, so incredible. You're willing to hear about the flaws in our society and work to fix them. You're willing to take action. So stick with it on this episode. And when it's over, you'll be ready to make an impact. All right. so one of the phenomenons that we observed throughout the country in this election was the lack of a blue wave in our local elections. Coming into November 3rd, we thought, or at least I thought, that the blue wave would be dominant, that we would see these fantastic democratic candidates elected into office, and that we would see Biden elected in a landslide victory. But that's not how it played out at all. When it came to the local elections, we saw a red wave. In the city I live in, not a single democratic candidate won their seat. But let me tell you something. These candidates were fantastic. They campaigned 10 times harder than their opponents, and they would have truly been there for the people. Of their opponents who were incumbents, I have never once seen them at important community events or standing up against the injustices in the community, but these new candidates, they've been at every single one. They have presence. In the community, and the policies that they have were well thought out and would have been beneficial for the people. But they all lost. Every one of them. And the phenomenon here is that Biden actually won in our county. We were one of just five counties in the state of Indiana to flip blue for Biden. Yet Republicans took every other seat on our ballot. And it's this phenomenon that I'd like to dig a little further into, because I think that what you can learn from it and why it occurred is the first step to painting this new beginning. One of the main reasons that I think this phenomenon happened is the pure lack of education on candidates. Too many people, and I hate to say this because honestly, it's a pet peeve but they were simply complacent in this election. And maybe this is you. And if so, that makes this episode all the more important for you to listen to. Too many people voted for Biden simply because they were fed up with Trump, but that was the extent of their research. The extent of their candidate research. They were complacent. They were not only complacent on the ballot, But they were complacent in this system. They failed to put aside party lines in the election where it truly counted in order to vote for real change. And if I haven't convinced you that uneducation and complacency in this election was so very evident, let me tell you another story about one of the elections for judge in my county. The Republican candidate, and I kid you not, backed out of the election just a couple months before due to health reasons but it was too late to take his name off the ballot. On the other hand, the Democratic candidate worked hard to win the election. He was a good candidate. He had good qualifications. He would have been a great judge. Well, who do you think won? That's right. The candidate who didn't even want to be in the race. And if you had looked him up and if you had done any basic candidate research, you would know to vote for the other candidate. And this, this is the peak of uneducation and complacency surrounding our elections. It's the peak of voting down the ballot and party lines with lack of any other research. And while this may seem irrelevant to how I started the episode, with taking action for this new beginning nationally, it is so very relevant. What I'm trying to stress here is that uneducation and complacency in the system is what makes it so flawed. And if you want to take action, if you really want to take action and make this second chance any better than the last four years, then you need to make sure that you are educated. You need to drop the complacency right now. You need to do research on candidates that were voted into office so that you're ready for whatever they throw at your community that may not serve the people. If we can't as communities across the nation and across the world educate ourselves on our candidates and on the issues that we care about, and if we can't drop the complacency in the system that is flawed, then I simply can't see how the second chance will play out any differently than the first. Because those components are the first step to changing the system whose flaws can only prevent progress. The first step to changing the system is education and dropping the complacency. But voter on education and complacency was not the sole reason why Democrats on the ballot struggled in this election. Within the party itself, we're not on the same page. We manage to divide ourselves because we simply disagree with the strategies of others in the party. For example, take the progressive and moderate Democrats. Obviously, two different strategies. One more moderate, one more progressive. And having different ideas and different visions is not what is wrong here. What is wrong is that we can't get along. And from what I've observed, we can hardly work together. And if we can't get along, if we can't support each other when it is crucial, and when there is so much on the line, then we have some issues on our hands. We have some issues that we need to deal with. And if we can't start to push ourselves farther and start working together, if we can't stop arguing and holding grudges, negatively promoting each other within the party itself, then how are we supposed to get on the same page with others? How are we supposed to unite America under a common vision for the people? And I'm not saying that different visions and different ideas are bad. Again, that's what we need. I'm saying that we need to talk to each other and push ourselves farther. Because what we need to be doing right now is uniting America. We need to be having honest conversations with people who voted differently than us. But before we can do that, we have to put our own arguments and our own disagreements aside. Now is not the time for more division. To do that, we need to talk to each other. We need to hold community conversations to share our visions and our ideas for the future. We need to talk to people that we don't necessarily agree with in full. I'm talking bringing together hardcore Bernie supporters and hardcore Biden supporters to start working together for a better future. And I'm not saying this is going to be easy, but we need to reach higher. We need to push ourselves farther, and we need to come into these conversations with an open mind so that we can get on the same page and set a progressive agenda that will push our country and strive for a better future. Because the people hold the power. And if the people can work together, then the power is multiplied. So I'm challenging you right now to reach out to the people in your community in whatever way you can, through Facebook groups, through email chains, whatever works, to start pitching the idea of community conversations. And I want you to bring together students and adults, and I want you to talk about your visions and about your ideas for the future and how we can all incorporate them into our agendas and into our work. So hold these community conversations, We can grow not only as people, but as communities if we talk to each other and if we start working together. And that's what's so exciting about these community conversations. Another crucial step to our second chance and a way for you to take direct and tangible action is with Georgia's runoff elections in January. If you haven't had the chance to hear about these, I'll start by saying that they are our opportunity to take the Senate and clear the way for Biden to pass progressive legislation that will help the people, help the planet, and help the country. There are runoff elections this year because in Georgia, multiple people run for a Senate seat in November. And if no candidate receives more than 50% of the vote, then the two top candidates go to the runoff. This year, there are two Senate runoff elections. Each with a fantastic Democratic candidate, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock. And here's the thing, if both of these Democratic candidates win their runoffs, Democrats will not only flip the Senate, but Mitch McConnell will no longer be Senate Majority Leader and we can finally pass good legislation. But they can't do it alone. Across Georgia, organizations like Fair Fight and people like Stacey Abrams are working hard to ensure that suppressed voters in crucial districts have the resources that they need to vote in January. There are countless phone banks available to help reach voters with Fair Fight and with Ossoff and Warnox campaigns. If you listened to my last episode, I discussed phone banking. It is what it sounds like. You're calling voters from a list made with statistics and data and helping them navigate through the election process, reminding them to vote, and talking to them about the candidates. You get better at it fast. It boosts your confidence, and it's a great skill to learn. But if you still don't want a phone bank, there are options to text bank for the runoff elections too. And all of these links will be in the description of this episode. If you have a platform, share information about the runoff elections. I challenge you to get involved and commit as much or as little time as you can throughout the next two months to help secure these two Senate seats. And there's more. You need to be ready. You need to be ready to stand up if sometime in the next two months, Trump tries to clinch the presidency without evidence and facts of an unfair election because that is unconstitutional, illegal and low. And to get our second chance in the first place, we need to ensure that Biden becomes the 46th president of the United States on January 20th, 2021. So you need to be ready to organize and show up if you're needed. Stay updated on the news and stay updated with local groups who will be making plans and be ready. As I said at the beginning of this episode, January 20th is not when you get to go back to brunch. Biden's policies were never the most progressive to begin with, and we need to hold him accountable by not being complacent, by staying updated, and by continuing to educate ourselves. I covered a lot in this episode, so here's a brief summary of everything that we discussed and everything that I challenge you to do. First off, Educate yourself on the candidates that were elected in your community and on the issues that you care about, and don't be complacent. Get on the same page, have an open mind, and hold a community conversation to start working together. Only then can we truly start to unite America. Phone bank and text bank with the links in the description, and share information about the Georgia runoff elections in January, and be ready to take action. Again don't be complacent. Thank you for tuning in to my fifth episode of On Strike with Insight. I'm so excited that you're on my platform. If you liked what you heard here today, I'd appreciate it if you went to Apple Podcasts and gave On Strike with Insight a five-star rating. Share this episode on social media and email me with your feedback, suggestions, or to be a guest on the podcast at annabelprocopy at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to see you soon for more Insight.